0: Is that a Lacroix or something? Yeah, I mean this is how every Saturday morning starts. Just crack the Lacroix. Crack the Lacroix. What flavor are you sporting today, Sport? I can't. I can't get over this stuff. It's a tangerine. I went into uh, the local grocer and I found a variety pack of Lacroix. Oh no! They have yes. variety packs? Yeah. Well, it's so even more exciting than just being a variety pack. Uh, it was like 4th of July themed maybe it had the declaration of independence and quotes from it all over it it was red white and blue and i don't know it, i don't know if lacroix Le- lacroix i don't know if it's can it feels canadian it feels like it comes from canada and it kind of seems like this uh, americanized variety pack was sort of
1: their idea of a joke hmm. but or are they given, given a nod to their American customers? They, they could be.
0: But, I mean, this, this thing was, like, it was very close to, like, having Hulk Hogan on the cover. You know, <laughs> there was a bald eagle and the Declaration of Independence, and I think they were just trying to have some fun. So how many flavors were in there? Four? Maybe. Three? I think three. It, Boy, it I w- love it. Was like twelve of one, and then six and six. Holy
1: 200. macaroni! Yeah, I just love the idea of a Lacroix variety pack because man, their flavors are just cool. They're uh, they're just unique. Never
0: had one that I, I didn't enjoy. And thank you again to Lacroix
1: for their sponsorship. We thank you, yes. Uh <laughs> We look forward to getting your shipment every week.
0: Thank you, Lacroix, and.
1: We appreciate paying you money for bubble water. We appreciate you giving us your hard-earned cash uh, so that we can <laughs> <laughs> give it uh, back to you, <laughs> and
0: subsidize your fine water operation, and shrink-wrapped Declaration of Independence packaging variety packaging. Thank you so much.
1: So, is all the uh, clear, or is it uh, colored based on based on the flavor? Tangerine um, is it like a very light orange color or is it clear? No, it's
0: it's, it's all clear because it's all water and they don't try to. It's hide just water. That. They don't they don't put a drop of dye in there to say maybe this is natural. I mean, look, they, it's I just guess water. That, that is their selling point. Is that it is it is naturally essenced? Which I've always wondered how what that exactly means. Like, are they tearing up tangerines and like. Uh, Vaporizing their rinds and uh, filtering it through the water. I I'm not really sure how that would would all work, but I you know I guess I guess what it probably is is they have this giant uh, tanker truck full of water. Of they toss water. a couple
1: of cut up cucumbers in there.
0: Well, I don't even think it's that. I think they probably. They probably just have buckets of different flavors that they import from uh, China or something. And some guy just goes up there on top of the tanker truck with a five-gallon bucket of tangerine oil and dumps it in there and kind of does one of those and throws the gloves off and says, That's a day. That's $4 trillion worth of lucre
1: because it's not cheap. Worth every penny, if you ask me. Exactly. Boy, I haven't had one one of those things for a while, but... Oh, what are you you've enjoying? you got me craving today? one.
0: What are you enjoying? I thought I heard a cracka
1: on your end. No, nope, that was just my voice. Uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying a nice cup of... Cup of joe, is what I like to call it sometimes, but mm-hmm. the laymen tend to call it coffee. Okay. I've got that. I've got a nice bottle of water in front of me, too. I, I'm just keeping it simple. Good. Good. Good for you. I... Hmm,
0: here's a good entry point. If you go to a restaurant and you order a Western burger with, uh, and let's say it's a, it's, a, it's a really egregious Western burger with the onion tangly strip fried things and the barbecue sauce, and they bring out a California burger with bacon and avocado instead of the Western burger ingredients, do you send it back?
1: Oh, man. I don't know. In my case, I like them both. I would happily eat either. Yeah. Um, It depends. I think if I have my sights set on a Western burger, like if if I say, okay, I want to go to this specific restaurant because they have a damn good Western burger. In that case, man, I hate to say, I would probably send it back. Okay. But if I was if I happen to be there uh, if I you know if if uh, we decide uh, let's go to this restaurant. we haven't been there for a while, and I say, well, somewhat indifferently, I'll have the Western burger. I think that's subject to change
0: yeah i f- I feel the same because i I like I, I picked two that I thought you you might like kind of equally. And I would totally eat either one. It'd kind of be a happy surprise if they, if they mixed up my order, right? But there are people who uh, will send that back just on principle. And yep. maybe maybe the point I'm trying to make here is that I'm a marshmallow, and I have no poise. I have no backbone. Uh, well, so you, you, gotta you, pick you your can battles. mess up you can mess up my order pretty bad, and I'll just sit there like a limp noodle and eat it.
1: Man, I say pick your battles. Yeah. That, that's that's my rule of thumb. If uh, if I'm allergic to uh, barbecue sauce and onion rings, and I order a California burger, <laughs> no, actually, no, I, should, I should reverse. You are that American, aren't you? You, you? There's no way you're allergic <laughs> to this. Let's say I'm allergic to avocados, okay. and I and I order a Western burger, and they send me a, a California burger packed with a bunch of avocado slices. Well, in yeah, that case, can, I'm going to send, send it back. back. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, well, yeah, I mean, but if if I enjoy both and uh, I know that I'm going to appreciate this California burger, man, pick your battles.
0: Yeah. Well, the problem is, you know, we, if, if you do have to send it back, that means that everybody else has to wait on you to get your second round of food. That's true. Um, so So maybe, I don't know if it's an option always, but... I'd be more inclined to say, "Hey, how about we cut this thing's price in half and I just eat this even though it's not what I ordered, and we all sure. kind of we all compromise a little bit. maybe that's the best best way to do it
1: um, but if you're willing to eat it,
0: yeah if I'm if I'm you know I'll, I'll order things without like ranch or mayonnaise or something and uh, if if I do that. And the uh, the plate comes out with ranch. I will um, take the napkin off my lap. I'll fold it up. I'll put it on the table. I will light a match and I will throw it into a small flammable corner. And I will leave the restaurant <laughs> to burn down. Um, we get it. You I,
1: don't like ranch.
0: Yeah, well, it's not just that. I just I, I'm really averse to like saying this isn't what I ordered. That that's the whole point here. Is I I guess that I'm. Uh, I'm uh, again, I don't have the backbone to say, hey, this isn't. I, I'm so conflict-averse that I'd rather just
1: commit arson than
0: <laughs> than have to tell the I waiter that, hey, there's an extra, there's pickles on here and I don't want pickle.
1: I think in some ways that's a Midwest state of mind, but yeah. Um, again, I, th- I think I agree with the principle of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's food. It's not like you're buying a house.
0: Yeah, well, what's what's the last thing you sent
1: back? Uh, man, it's been a long... T- I, I can't even think of it.
0: I don't know. And I, I bet there's people out there who, like, once every five times they go out, they send something back. You know, Ash is a perfect example of this. She will give the exact amount of two commensurate with the service she gets. She will send something back on principle. Uh she won't she won't be like hey the chicken's dry you know if if it's not exactly up to par she she won't criticize but you know if if she's out of uh out of her soft drink she may stick her foot out and trip the waitress and say hey while you're uh, down there on the floor <laughs> my diet coke could use a refill it could have for uh, a few minutes now so yeah I mean I don't know I don't know what my point is here other than um I need to grow up a little bit sometimes kind of grow my own pear instead of relying on my <laughs> my girlfriend's pear
1: <laughs> You know just last night I was at this Mexican restaurant with some friends This is uh this is my favorite Mexican restaurant in Kearney I love this place you, Um
0: go ahead and feel free to promote it
1: San Pedro, I'd like to give you a shout-out. Thank you so much for listening. San Thanks, Pedro. San
0: Pedro. You're, uh, pretty good chips for free when you walk in there. Salsa's okay, a little runny, but overall, San, can't complain, free.
1: San Pedro, nice work on your salsa. It's the best in town. Better uh, second to none, in fact. So I think, thank uh, you so much. Thank It's you just for chunky enough. It's not too runny. Uh, you have free water. You have napkins. Thank you so much for the chips and everything.
0: Thank you for thoroughly heating up my... Uh, Lunch plate um, that you had frozen in the back, clearly. Don't ruin this for me. It's still a little cold. <laughs> that's, happened to, <laughs> that's happened to me there a few times, but the food is really good.
1: Man, last night I ordered a California burrito. I was I was real hungry. They they, yeah. they have massive burritos. So with
0: Avocado on there.
1: Yeah, put some avocado inside that puppy. And All over it. That thing's actually served with uh, jalapenos inside of it, too. I was really excited for those. However... I didn't i didn't catch one jalapeno in there Uh oh well that's uh, a big problem that's that's a big part of that experience well it is but it's not all the experience i was also sipping on a big old beer having good yeah. conversation with friends eating some damn good chips and salsa best in town and Pretty you know what <laughs> <laughs> you know what i went with it i was yeah. fine i I still enjoyed that burrito just as much as I would have if it had jalapenos in it.
0: Yeah. I get that. and you It's you just can throw a good a little, burrito. You could throw some hot sauce on there, independent of the uh, jalapenos. That's right. That's so right. You know I visited the local farmer's market this morning, and I bought some mutant carrots, some uh, giant. They're the type of carrots that have, like, growths on every carrot, right? Where you have a, a giant, thick carrot, and then um, also like a, a wart. Like an overgrown wart. <laughs> sure. I don't the know what run- to do with these. It, the there the were runs only two, of the litter. Yeah, yeah, they were only $2, but I'm kind of left with all these carrots, and I, I can't really make up my mind as to what to do with them. And, they have these beautiful, big, uh, like the, uh, what do you call it? The, the part that's outside of the ground. The plant part mm-hmm. of it, right? The green, leafy. The sure. vegetation on top it's giant and they're still they were connected to the carrots when I bought them so my thought is I'm not supposed to cut them off that maybe they keep feeding the carrots or Mm. that you can cook with these and I haven't googled it because how many carrots are there four five but this is enough this is enough carrots to last for weeks if they could be
1: preserved that's a lot of carrot
0: it's yeah they're thick
1: uh, okay, if it was me, if you uh, would like to come to uh, Skylar's desk for some carrot advice here, yeah, I think I would keep the carrots intact until you plan on using each one, whether you use one tonight and one uh, on Wednesday, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. I would prepare them one at a time as you want to use them. Cut off all their warts. Cut off all that vegetation green shit that's on the top of them. <laughs> And uh, and just trim them up. Take some time to really nurture them and uh, just trim them up. Make them look nice. Uh, make sure there's nothing unpleasant on them. Uh, nothing Kay. that would make you apprehensive about about eating them.
0: Okay. The the only problem is I can handle like one serving of carrots a week, and then I'm kind of over it for a while. Hmm. The again. No point to this, but I guess the, the cost of entry into these carrots was very low. $2 for a whole big bunch of these things. And then now I have all these carrots, and I don't just want to watch them rot. I think maybe I'll try cutting them up and uh, maybe give my dogs diarrhea with them or something. Maybe try that, see how that goes. Orange diarrhea never hurt anyone. No. And, uh, you know, I could eat all these things and, like, see at night or whatever carrots are supposed to do for you. Yep. But
1: uh, do you have a grill? I have a grill. You know what's good, you re- man? You'd recommend this? Oh boy, oh boy! I tell you what. Have you ever done veggies on the grill? Mm-hmm. Like you take a big, you know, a big thing of tin foil. You yeah. Uh, you flatten it out. Put a bunch of well, cut up like green peppers, onions, carrots, celery. Put it all in a bowl. Add some olive oil. Some like. Black pepper, maybe some cayenne if you're into going crazy on a Saturday night. Mix it all up, put it on that tinfoil. Carrots are super good on the grill, man. They get nice and soft, uh, nice flavor. I've, boy, never, oh done this.
0: I've never done uh, carrots on the grill. I'm so glad I brought this up. I mean it makes for very, very bland and uninteresting uh audio content.
1: But. It does, but you know what? We're making the we're making the listeners hungry for carrots. Yeah, this episode brought to you by LaCroix and Carrots. We'd like to thank Big Carrot for hiring us uh, for this (laughs) show. Isn't that your nickname? The The Big Carrot industry?
0: Yeah, I give that one a 4 out of 10, that nickname. You you seized the opportunity on that. I did, I did. I have to assume you've been uh,
1: called better things than that. Uh, Mostly Baby Carrot, actually.
0: Baby Carrot?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure why. I... (laughs) Just by uh, ex-girlfriends and and current girlfriends, uh, companions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Maybe that's why. Um, Say, by the way, I've always kind of wondered about baby carrots. I I tend to buy baby carrots instead of full-size carrots just because they're more uh, they're more practical. Instead of chomping down on a whole carrot like Bugs Bunny, I can eat just like one bite of a carrot in the form of a baby carrot
0: yeah it's a fun size it's a small snickers um whatever they call it fun, fun size care. it is fun size okay so that's my nickname <laughs>
1: we're, we're both uh, actually dwarfs by the way we haven't mentioned this on the <laughs> podcast we should have right. that should have been the first thing we said but um well anyway baby carrots they don't grow up naturally out of the ground they're manufactured aren't they
0: Absolutely, they they put these on lathes, like uh, how how they make those nice stair, uh, the the columns that go on stairs and things like that, where you spin wood and you you take a, an implement, and you just gently carve a piece off. Every one is handcrafted. You have bespoke, baby carrots out of artisanal. normal carrots, artisanal. But I get. Uh, <coughs> So it, maybe it is, is it like potatoes where all the nutritional content is really in the peel and you're losing some of that if you uh, you skin these carrots?
1: Man, I don't know. And how much, uh, how much wasted carrot is there in this process too? Is nice. that where, where they make baby food with all these carrot droppings? Well, yeah, you have to assume that that probably goes into rabbit food
0: or baby food. Both. Same difference. I'm sure they have a plan for it. They're not just wasting all this extra carrot and then skin.
1: I wonder, like, that manufacturing process, or whatever you would call it, that tooling process of the carrot, making a baby carrot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is it is it simply, like, some sort of lathe, and they're just chopping these things down into smaller, uh, easier-to-manage pieces? Or is there some sort of weird chemical involved? Who knows? That's true. Maybe they put... It's like Nair...
0: But for carrots. And they st- all, all they do is they throw this nair on there. And then most of the carrot turns into this orange goo that they feed to the babies. And you're left with the the baby carrot with the, the one split down one side of it. Yep, I know the one. Yeah.
1: Looks like a hot dog fresh out of the microwave.
0: Exactly. Wow. I'm yeah, just not sure. And how many some, something
1: to how, explore. How many baby carrots do they get out of a full size carrot? These are the questions we need answered. One, they put one of these things on the lathe. I don't think they do it with chemicals. They chop it down.
0: I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe these are just. They just take the very small
1: carrots and baby them up. Carrots are good to chomp on every now and again. It's a nice, uh, you know, a nice healthy snack. There's there's a bit of uh, sugar in in each, you know, in each carrot. Oh, they're tremendously sweet if you if you're th- not
0: eating the refined sugars. Can- Right. Compare, it, compared compared
1: to uh, it, <laughs> compared to other vegetables, it, carrots have can have it, uh, c- lots of sugar. Please go ahead. I love playing with the delay that we
0: have. <laughs> <laughs> can, it, ca- c- c- can. Can could it? As, if if it, it. On to the next. But thing. with. The, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I could just bury these carrots in my backyard and see if they grow. I don't know.
1: It's, it's kind of funny that a carrot is a root. Yeah, it's it's obvious everyone knows that, but it's also kind of funny. Like that's why they're shaped so pointy, uh, just because they're a root that grows under the ground. Yeah. Have I? I haven't. I haven't told you about another
0: exciting development in my backyard. Um, sorry. I, I dropped, only know of the birdhouse. Yep. Yeah. I dropped a protractor I was playing with. I want to get it back so I can fiddle with something. There we go. Okay. I'm building a hugel culture. A what? <laughs> <laughs> this is yet another um yet another thing that I don't need in my backyard, but I'm building. We had a uh, part of Google? a tree f- hugel culture. It's a German okay. word. Um we had part of a tree fall in the backyard and it fell partly because carpenter ants had been up and down through this thing. Nice maple tree, but they had like eaten the center of this huge limb. They they'd just eaten out the center of it. And so it broke off in a storm. Got the chainsaw, cut it all up, had it sitting in my backyard, didn't know what to do with it, and somehow I stumbled across. This hugel culture idea, which is essentially, they they just go out in a big field somewhere, and they stack all their uh, their brush and their dead trees. You put down like dead trees, and then branches and twigs over top of it, and leaves and grass, pretty much anything that has died. You just throw into a long straight pile, right? It's not just one big round pile. You like you kind of line it up so it's all facing. Like one side gets the morning sun and the other side gets the evening sun. Okay. And you can just throw seeds at this thing in the spring and. What? Yeah. And uh, evidently the 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 bigger uh, pieces of wood retain water and they give out nutrients throughout the year. And the stuff on top is it decomposes a little faster. And ideally, you're using rotten wood to make this, so it's just making like this very fertile sort of uh, a very fertile environment for, for seeds to grow it's not dirt necessarily but I think you can throw dirt on top of it that's going to be my plan with mine uh, but yeah you, you just you you put, put a seed on the end of your finger you poke it in this thing and then as I understand it or at least what they showed in the video um, four seconds later you have a, a fully realized carrot or potato plant.
1: Boy, oh, oh boy! Yeah, that's a fun idea. How long will this hugel yeah. culture be? Uh, like you know, in well, well, mine's only like five or
0: six feet wide. And what I did was, I did a very good thing. I dug out kind of a grave for the bigger chunks, for kind of the trunky part of the the tree that I I had. So it's not going to be very tall. Um. And while doing that, I also hit a line in my backyard, which had not been marked, that they had never marked even when they came out. So that was fun. And uh, I had two utility people come out and say, oh, that is electricity, and if your shovel would have went through that, you would be dead for sure. Ouchie. Uh, two, so one, the marking company came out and they said, this is electricity, and uh, you should uh, go buy a lottery ticket because you're very lucky. You should be, you should be hurt very badly right now. And then another utility guy came out. He said the same thing. And then the power company came out and he said those guys are idiots. This is a fiber optic cable <laughs> and they mismarked our lines. Here's where your electricity really goes. So don't dig over here. Uh it was a, it was a big old mess. That <sighs> I didn't have to tell any part of that. Anyway, this is a good culture. backstory about five or six foot wide and uh maybe the hole was maybe like a foot deep um and so put these chunks of wood in there followed by smaller logs and the branches and some grass and leaves and more branches and i'm throwing some dirt on top of this every now and again so it's just kind of forming into this little fertile mound uh in which i will grow hopefully at least 25%
1: of Nebraska's agricultural output next year <laughs> I have faith in it it sounds yeah. like a good setup doesn't it man and, that's cool uh, that's, this is news yeah. to me I didn't know this was a thing I, I could see you being very into this
0: um, if you own your own backyard someday I could see you getting into a thing like this
1: see things like this this is one of the key reasons why I'd like to own a home so I could like do random stuff like that. That's yeah. fun.
0: Yeah, uh, that's well, cool. Here, so, uh, from what I could find, there there are certain types of wood that you should use for this, and I used this maple wood just because it's all I had. Uh, and Is I, that I one needed... of the
1: types that they recommended?
0: <clears throat> nope. 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 It's not. And so this could be a very uh, big failure for me. I could be. Uh, I could basically just be putting a pile of rotten wood unfertile rotten wood in my yard and the thing is i think you have to wait a year or two i for sure have to wait through this winter before i can start to plant stuff in it or on it Uh, but it might be another year before i actually know if this thing can sustain life
1: well nice thing is absolute worst case scenario if this thing doesn't produce for you what are you at you just have a big thing of wood in your backyard. <laughs> I, guess,
0: I guess so. I'm just going to have to dig it up and throw it away. Right. Um, but That's we have worst a big, case. Yeah, we have a big backyard, so we can afford this kind of play.
1: So and if I can uh, interrupt, uh, uh, how, how high above the ground is this? Is it an eyesore my, at all or not? No, no. Mine only goes up like
0: three, four foot at okay. most since I, since I dug it out a little bit and it's real it's very small this is just like uh you know to to test out some japenos and mint leaves San Pedro and maybe a potato plant and maybe a tomato plant you know it's going to be like one of one of every seed that i can find i'm going to i'm going to try to grow on this thing just to see just to see and then my dogs can eat it and once again get diarrhea because they'll just eat and dig up all the uh, plants that I have back there and all the vegetation.
1: But so. that is that's free diarrhea.
0: <laughs> Everybody wins. Costs you so, like a dollar. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll have to show it to you sometime if you ever if you ever make it up here. Um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great thing for us next year. So hoogle. hoogle it's called a hoogle culture. And uh, so I did order a utility kilt. You did. I Started i didn't but i should have i needed a utilic kilt and i needed those uh those socks that go up to your knees with like the two blue stripes at the top i needed some of those uh before i built this thing unfortunately i just did it in my midwestern cash wear so maybe it's better than nothing i guess but you know that that also could have instilled some bad juju in my heel goal culture
1: man i i look forward to updates on this yeah, so it's it's, it's going to give me years of material so please update me in five years i'll send you a calendar invite all right um is there okay i'm trying to picture what kind of like grass or what's going on the top is it just going to be totally covered in dirt soil? well
0: yeah yeah so that's the plan for like this winter is i'm just going to cover it up with dirt and hopefully make like this big mound thing. And then next year, I think I'll throw a little grass seed on it just to to make it look kind of fun. Like a little hobbit hill. Sure. And then, uh, and then uh, no, I'll actually dig a little, some holes in there and uh, pop some seeds and see how this thing goes. I, I don't know. The idea is that it also shrinks over time because it caves in as the wood and stuff like that underneath it. Um, deteriorates and releases its nutrient. So, it will will also shrink over time.
1: I'm sure you can also add to it, if needed. If I want. That's my choice. Just do a little... You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. If you want to add to it, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. No. Life hack.
0: And, uh, yeah, it's an eyesore right now. Um... But you know what it's a it's a proud eyesore I think it's going somewhere so yeah that's that is,
1: a cool idea. That's been my life. boy, that's How, fun. How's your life been? You know what my life's been pretty good um I actually one thing I wanted to bring up a special point in a uh twenty something year old's life is getting a new cell phone oh. there's something there's some sort of like really fresh feeling about that you know. Or getting any new piece of technology, a new yeah. iPad or a laptop or it's a it's sort of a it seems like sort of a clean slate from the technological standpoint. Yeah. So boy oh boy did I pull the trigger on a new cell phone and <gasps> I am loving the thing. What did you get? I well, I'll tell you some backstory first. Kay. So I previously had an LG G three. Uh, I've never been one of those early adopters who buys you know once once a brand new phone comes out i buy it right away yeah. uh i like to wait make sure make sure all the bugs are fixed and all that fun stuff yeah you getting so, older <laughs> right so back in march of 2016 i bought an lg g3 by that point it was probably that model was probably a year old or so um it lasted me well until now about a year and a half so but at this point that G3, it was. It's on its last leg. As I'm trying to text somebody, if I want to hit the A key, uh, instead of having the phone vertically, there's a dead spot on the touch screen there, so I need to <laughs> turn it horizontally uh, just oh, to no. hit that damn A key. Things like that. Uh, just getting pretty rough. So, I made an upgrade. I justified the upgrade by saying, okay, this phone. Phones are, you know, it's it's your personal. I guess, your uh, your most personal device. It's a device that's with you every, like... I don't know about you, but it's, whatever I'm doing... It's a
0: reflection doing, of you. It's your, it's your Tamagotchi. It's today's... Well, Tamagotchi. exactly.
1: And it's with you... Tw- it's I don't know about you, but it's with me 24-7 unless I'm in the shower or in the swimming pool. Uh, besides those two things, I have my phone on me. So... Uh, Anyway, that's that was my way of justifying uh, paying a little bit more for it. Plus, phones are just getting a little more spendy these days, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, man, I broke down. I got the Google Pixel.
0: Oh boy! It's a, oh,
1: it's the oh. Pixel XL with uh, and and you could pay a little extra for a hundred gigs of storage. The, pix-
0: the Pixel XL. So this has a bigger screen than the normal. It does. It this has is a tablet.
1: F- no, not quite. It's okay. it's just a little a little larger than my G three was. Um, I yeah. I, I bought it with the caveat that it will still fit in my pocket. I'm not about to be carrying around a tablet. No, you can't so, have that next to a baby carrot all day. Right. Exactly. It just it makes, makes the, the carrot the look carrot. too small. <laughs> so, <laughs> boy oh boy, I'm loving this thing. It also came with a daydream VR headset. Oh, how's that? It's, oh man, it's a new world. Is it's it? it's bonkers. Yeah. So have you have you experienced the whole VR thing yet? I, I haven't and
0: so are you are you do you have a headset on right now? Are you in your boxers and socks and just headset? Like Well
1: I do. I, I've been living my entire life through this headset now. <laughs> Good. As so, does. Uh actually as as we speak there's a miniature bear Cartoon bear behind me. Uh, I'm just not looking at it. <laughs> it's you know what. I'm I'm kind of the same in that I'm I'm okay
0: as long as I know it's there. As long as I know the cartoon bear is there, I'm okay. But if it sneaks up on me and surprises me, then we have problems.
1: Exactly. I that's figure if I, I don't turn. A, no, you go. I figure I, if I don't turn around and look at it, it uh, it won't harm me. These things can't hurt you.
0: No, and they I, bugs. That's what I tell myself. they're they're good they're good for the environment
1: so man this thing's cool though uh that's exciting I, i see what the hype is about i mean it i think we're finally to the point in the future it's a cool feeling that uh again correct me if i'm wrong if you've had a different experience but the way i've experienced technology the idea the idea behind these devices is there but the devices can never seem to like work flawlessly, work exactly how technology, quote unquote, should work in the no. perfect world. No. This phone's different, though. At least so yeah. far, I've only had it for a couple days, but dude, it's it's absolutely seamless, flawless. It's uh, it's as responsive as you expect out of a phone. So.
0: Well, welcome man. to uh, today and tomorrow.
1: Well, it's so nice to be here. Thank you so much for welcoming me with this <laughs> new Google Pixel XL. Thank you so much. Thanks, uh, Google. Also for sponsoring us. Google, I know you need some uh, some advertising. So there's a company <laughs> in in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area called Google. If you type in Google.com on uh, your Google Chrome browser, you can find it. You Google Google and get served a Google ad. Good man. It's just cool. It's a uh, it's just a fresh, good feeling. I, I'll,
0: I'm gonna counter you a little bit, cause I uh, I've gone the opposite way recently. Within iPhone. the last e- year or so. Well, no, I, so I've always I've always done the iPhone. Well, I've had I think I started on a Droid, and then I, I moved Android. to like, Android. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Every time I had to, so I, I started with like a Droid Eris, I think, which I had to reboot constantly. So you know, you, you always got the nice startup things. Right. Um, but, yeah, so I've had iPhones. Um, and my current iPhone is the iPhone SE, which is not the regular iPhone. And it's not the iPhone Plus. It's the smaller version. Of you don't the say. IPhone. Yeah, so I've, I've tried to go backwards with my technology a little bit because I... Uh, and I, I, I like... I disable the browser, the web browser on mine, and I have eight icons on my home screen. Really? Those are, my, those are my core apps. No, okay, wait. I have like a dozen because I have the the basic phone and text and uh, and Hangouts and chat and such like that. But because man, I, it's a black hole for me. I cannot, I cannot just focus on the present. I will pull that thing out when I'm standing in line if I don't like uh, just disable it. So for the past year, I've just kind of disable those tools and i even have it like set on black and white mode to remember that it is a a dead thing in my hands and the life is happening outside of it that's good it, it pulls me in too much so this whole vr reality that we're about to to live it scares me
1: i think it scares any sane person it's a i mean it's a new way of experiencing life in fact um where do I where do I go from here? There are many different forks we could take here. Well here I'll I'll take you down one. Sure. So one thing that I
0: uh I worry about with my own use of technology is that it, it kind of distorts the way you do things or You know, I think about like uh most apps are intended intend to like sort of fix a problem, right? Uber is Maybe not the best example because that does such a damn good job of fixing a problem, um, especially in a, a place like Omaha. But uh, I've never used dating apps. I use chat apps. I, u- I used to use the the social apps, but I don't anymore because it seems like all of them take away a little bit of something from uh, from the experience they're meant to help. Yeah, if that agreed. makes sense. It's uh, you become like more capable. But a little less, you experience the thing
1: a little less, or it you becomes more more mundane. Yeah, I think
0: and especially with the, like any any app where you can like filter a, a photograph or something, you're, you're kind of creating this reality distortion that's a little scary. In that you are tampering with what really happened, and it's not only that; it's that you are expected to right and it's the whole social media thing of like putting up a a false front but then that kind of shapes like what you actually do and like what you actually want to take pictures of or care to remember and how you remember things and how you communicate with people wow yeah anyway i've I've just tried to step aside from all that and uh go analog baby
1: dude i i can't say i blame you whatsoever um I think another example would be this is along the same lines. Different example would be people who are sort of addicted to Facebook, who use Facebook all the time. They're always logged in, always checking it. Well, it's one thing when Facebook first start first popped up before there was a Facebook app even. You know, you would you would uh, log onto your computer maybe once or twenty four times a day, and. And whatever whatever number showed up in your notifications section, uh, you know that that gave you a certain response, a certain like endorphin rush, right? Uh, based on what number you saw, it's um, the slot machine. Yeah, exactly. So, so that that's one that's one thing to keep in mind. But now people have the Facebook app, so whenever they get a notification, it's sent right to their phone. So they don't have that endorphin rush one time a day logging into the, to Facebook on their computer. They have it many many times a day, uh, in smaller doses as they, as they get something that quote unquote needs their attention on yeah. their phone.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, so I I also do a few other things like I disable all notifications that aren't um, texts from people I care about or phone calls. Uh, so like email. I have, sometimes I I don't even have email on my phone. uh, So I don't even have email or a web browser. It's really just a phone and music player for me. Um, And that helped a lot, disabling all notifications. Um, Yeah, Facebook, I don't really use Facebook and it's not on my phone. But I think the, the real point of it that I'm trying to make, I guess... Is that like it can do some things that are very helpful? I have a calendar and like to do app where I can set up recurring things that I have to do monthly or like that thing that I'll forget otherwise a week from now, and that is super handy. Like that, that that's what a phone should do, right? And I have a, just a note-taking app. Let's see what else? What what are your top used apps? When you, when oh boy! Yeah, yeah. And I have a dictionary app that, and those are those are like. Outside of the core phone, you know, messaging and, and actual phone, that's what I do in music.
1: Yeah, that's that's good. Right on. So mine, uh, I, I've gone a little bit deeper down the rabbit hole. I, I agree, though. You've got to be careful how far down this this uh, app rabbit hole you go because of the whole paradox of choice thing and all that fun stuff. Um, so I think... My uh, my most used app apps. I'm looking looking at the phone here now, um, and it's taking away from this from this conversation. But uh, okay, <laughs> that's, that's Sp- what
0: we should do. We should do a podcast where we're just on our phones the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Spotify, I I love I love having music on the phone all the time. Yeah, it, having the phone as a personal music player is super handy. Uh, I also use Trello as H- have you heard of that? Or some some yeah. call it tr- Treo.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's. I think that's um, the calendar slash to do app that I have is is kind of probably similar or parallels okay. what Trello
1: is for you. Yeah, it's like a kanban board of to do to do items. That's yeah. that's pretty helpful. And then uh, you know things like Reddit. It's it's nice to scroll through Reddit every now and again. Again, that's yeah. a rabbit hole that you can spend like two hours on if you're not careful though.
0: Yeah, those are the things that I have to... Like, Twitter, Reddit. Those are the things that I have to absolutely stay away from, because I will just burn time and because, come up, like, dead-eyed.
1: Right. Because at that point, you're you're not actively looking for certain content. You're just scrolling through to see if something, like, excites you enough.
0: Oh, exactly. And the, the biggest thing is, like, when you're done, if you look up and you really just think about anything at all that you retained, usually I, I there's nothing. But I think right. it's just something in my own personality. A lot of people can do this throughout the day and be fine, but for me it's like I I'd, I'd be checking into it like every half hour at least if I were constantly like posting and
1: and and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Then that becomes I mean your main focus of life. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um another thing with the whole with the whole VR uh the whole VR situation that's up and coming. Uh, I've thought a lot about VR and the whole concept of hopping into this virtual world. And you know, w- once you're in, once you're in this virtual world, you seriously feel like you're in a different world. Like it, it has. I think it's because your sight and your uh, hearing senses are both stimulated to the point where that you're engulfed in this world. So it makes it makes. All of your mind think that you're actually there.
0: I mean, have you done the thing yet, where you like go on a roller coaster ride and you you fall over on your living room floor? No. Have you Dude, seen Have you I, seen I, videos of people? Yeah, I have. Like and
1: I'm not gonna do a roller coaster ride because of that. <laughs> you know, <Just laughs> stay like, seated. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that that kind of leads me to really think deeply about things like Second Life. Have have you heard of Second Life? Mm.
0: Oh wait, no, is that like an older like Sims kind of thing?
1: Sort of, yeah. Um I'm not, I'm sure there's a more up to date one nowadays. I'm I I don't know. I haven't looked into it.
0: But it was like a really, a, a second virtual reality. I mean it was all like on a screen. It wasn't like plastered to your face, but but right? some
1: people are absolutely Yeah, exactly. But some people are absolutely addicted to that game second life for example again might be newer ones but people are absolutely addicted but the more i think about it i think it's because again they're totally engulfed in that second life world uh so the second life you can basically start a quote-unquote life from scratch and uh do whatever you want basically you can you can uh do whatever you want as a profession you can go build anything own houses and buildings and stuff like that. And if you work toward it, you can make a nice, uh, quote unquote, life. A nice comfortable life or whatever. So your dream, dream life. So people are absolutely hooked on this. Um, when you think about it, though, if you spend, let's say somebody's spending 16 hours a day on Second Life, just hooked, engulfed in the Second Life world, And then they look away from their screen and all of a sudden they're in real, you know, real life. Well, at that point, second life is their primary reality. Yeah. Because they're spending most of their day in that reality. So then living, living in real life, normal, like the real world, is sort of a chore for them. Yeah. They don't want to do that. They want to be in the secondary world. Yeah. so i think that's how people get hooked on this stuff same with world of warcraft and like games that just really suck people in uh i think it's it's that idea that once you play enough once you're engulfed in this world enough you're you're sucked in you're hooked yeah it's your new reality
0: i get that and luckily for me i can like play some of that stuff and just step out of it and be like okay that was that was more than enough i can go on binges and then uh, yeah, several here. years without it. But what really scares me is like what happens when Facebook releases their uh, VR headset and or their Google Glass, and you can go sit in the backyard. I can just go out my backyard and enjoy my lovely birdhouse and my Hoogle culture. And uh, I'll set two chairs out there with these uh, that I've marked as places for holograms. And I'll I'll bloop you and someone else and I'll be able to see you and that person sitting in that chair and then we'll be able to have a conversation yeah you know what I mean and so that's that's where it gets really scary for me because then I, I could see like in my own head I could see that justified as well they are that is them talking and that's like their their face and they chose to be here and they're spending their time in this conversation and we're talking like we would if they were here but at the same time you know you're, you're not really there you're not right and that that's scary because I, I could see that actually uh oh kind of fulfilling just enough of personal conversation oh, i mean th- I'm like sure. this this is great what we're doing remotely having a conversation but it, it's like we've talked about before it it it's nothing like if we were to like sit down and have a microphone between us the conversation the whole tenor of it would be much different and like right much much smoother and much much more out there and much funnier so even just having that like this intermediary makes it different and of course like it once we all are walking around with the the facebook glasses I would have to think that that the conversation styles will change and that maybe there are like some filters where it can cover up your your stutter or your stammers and or change
1: your face a little bit change yeah if you like have a blemish on your face
0: cover that up cover it up yep. give you some hair extensions some dreads
1: make your own avatar man yeah
0: but then at that point it's like it becomes more important to uh to sort of groom that profile or persona than you in reality right it already happens with like profile pictures and and pictures you post oh I have a a very fun fun very tidbit for you so I got this nice big um and I think this will segue very nicely into another good topic uh I got this nice big 4k screen uh for my computer for my new setup here yeah and so part of one of my jobs is uh like I took headshots for the executive team and did some touch-ups like I would in Lightroom you know whiten the teeth up a little bit adjusted exposure and softened up their skin a little bit where there were blemishes and so Mm -hmm. I did this on just a, a regular HD screen right not 4k not like a retina screen um and they look fine and everybody was like yeah it looks good my picture's good accepted approved whatever and then a few months later i i i'm working on the website from home where i have this nice big 4k screen and i pull up these headshots and all these people look like wax dolls really yeah and so immediately i like jump back into lightroom and i'm like toning down the skin softening and i'm you know cutting it back a little bit because these people look like totally fake and it's all it's all stuff that I worked on and it was just a difference of the screen and it's totally something that like if you look at it on your phone you won't really notice it either just because your phones too small uh, but like seeing it on this giant screen it was like oh god I gotta tone this down and so I uh, I jumped on like Facebook and like, just saw pictures of uh, friends, and it's like so. It's it's beyond easy to see who uses, like the the skin blurring apps. Really, like those who like change colors. Yeah, I, it's it's super bad. That's
1: scary. That's it's, that's got to be scary. Scrolling through Facebook and seeing a bunch of your friends as like, <laughs> like wax doll looking. Well, folks.
0: Yeah, so so the thing is I like I never I noticed it before, but it was never this explicit. And so now sure. when I scroll through Facebook, if I if I'm seeing pictures of of friends like you can see where they were like rubbing a spot on their face a bunch to get rid of something and you can see like the difference um between how bright their skin is and how like dull the background is and how they like, you know, highlighted these areas with their finger in this app it is Hmm. like it is super apparent so i mean it's it's something like i already knew right like people don't just take uh take selfies and post them um you know they do all the what what are the apps called i'm i don't use snapchat but i have to assume that snapchat has some sort of filter that'll help you look prettier. um but it's like it's it's kind of scary like because you see a picture of someone you know and you can also tell that they've put all this work into kind of falsifying the original picture. And the end product, on a regular screen, looks good. But like on this thing, it's like, well, your left cheek is shrouded in a a blur of peach and your right cheek, I can see the pores on it. That sort of thing. (laughs) Right. I'll, have to sh- I'll have to show you next time, if you, if you're up here, because it's a, uh, it's a uh, it's thrown me off of Facebook even further, and any any sort of like, apps where you know image heavy apps, Instagram, I don't I don't use it anymore. That's another one where it's just like really really apparent.
1: Boy, I can imagine. That's crazy. Uh, I've yeah. I, I didn't realize that there was that much difference. Yeah. Well, and and again, so like
0: you you know like if someone takes a picture where they are on vacation somewhere like you see that and it's great but then you know you notice that it's not posted while they're on vacation it's like probably several days later and they spent several minutes editing this this photo right and that became more important to them than just saying hey i'm having a good time here check this place out right And again i don't know if it's if it's good or bad if it's like a good way to bolster a memory and uh kind of make it even sweeter than it was in a good way
1: or if it's
0: like an artificial sweetener
1: you know well i think either way it is an artificial sweetener i don't know if man i i guess i'm not i'm not on the whole bandwagon of of doing that you know heavily editing your photos that you're That you're showing on your profile on your Facebook profile, your
0: posts are strictly hashtag no filter. Oh, which can I say are like always the ones where the skin has been softened, but you know the colors, (laughs) saturation hasn't been changed, but there's still been work
1: done. That's just technically not a filter. They just took it into Photoshop and did some messing around.
0: Yeah, and like seriously, those those pretty much every time you see like a, a no filter post, that's been done, and it's super apparent on this. Uh, Man,
1: big screen I have so there's something to say about uh, like personal branding but this is I think this this whole culture has gone too far yeah and I think it, it continues to move down that path it goes into the second
0: life thing because it's not just personal branding because that would be trying to portray an image of yourself that is still yourself but this is almost like like you were saying the second life thing where you're building this virtual Persona. It's like a persona versus building a brand, if that makes sense. and right. you're, you're kind of working to. I don't know, pour concrete under this, uh, under this thing that is not you, rather than pouring it under your own feet. That's a terrible. Yeah. Metaphor. Exactly.
1: No, it, it makes sense. I see what you mean. Um, you know, my brother. Uh, I think back in must have been February, January or February. Uh, he said, you know what? I'm going to take a social media detox. Uh, he deleted his Facebook account, and he hasn't gone back since. Like, I think once once you delete it, it's like, okay, why would I go back? Yeah. Because it's been like seven months, and he's still alive. He's, he's still just there. doing just fine. Wow. Right? And he still keeps in touch with his friends, uh, not just the people that he met one time at a college party. Yeah, well, there's another
0: interesting thing because, like, I have a lot of friends that I, uh, you know, message like that. And I've noticed that, like, the ones that you hang out with are are closer, obviously. But the people that I only chatted with for long stretches kind of just became more and more distant over time. Versus, like, some of my closer friends, I barely message at all, but I see them a lot in real life sure so it's almost it's again it's like a a piece of technology like a chat app is is almost taking away from what it purports to really be helping right it 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 allows you to like diminish the relationship slowly over time rather than having to hold your nose and jump into like a, a conversation with someone you haven't seen for a long time where you don't have time to like write out a message and think about what you're going to say
1: right good point lots of editing and anything digital yeah however i think i think there there is still something to it uh i mean i use google hangouts quite a bit for example as a chat app um again it's not like a it's not a you know a, a best of Thing that I'm scrolling through, like Facebook, it's something that like I have I have a f- friend who used to live in Lincoln. He recently moved to Arkansas, so he's he's pretty far away now, but he's still a good friend of mine. Uh, that does allow us to keep in touch. There is some, you know, I I will occasionally type out something and think, ah, no, I don't want to say it that way, and erase it and yeah. start over. That still happens, but it does allow us to. Sort of keep contact, whereas otherwise, the friendship would, would I'm sure, fizzle. You know. Yeah.
0: No, and that's totally true. There, there are people that I talk to like, once a month or every two months that like, that does just help keep it grounded to know that like, yeah, next time you or I are in town, we'll see each other. Yeah. Just making sure we're still alive, but we're not trying to like, replace replace something if that like you and i this is a good example of where we don't live in the same town so i chat with you throughout the week about very very deep things very important profound (laughs) things that make their way onto this show because you know we have to write the script for these shows and that's god that's probably 20 hours a week us writing the scripts just trying to figure out how to to write
1: the whole baby the whole baby carrot monologue, that was, a tough, that was a tough part of my week.
0: God, yeah, that, that, was, um, that was a challenge for us. And, you know, I had, to, I had to kind of tap a couple of screenwriting books just because it wasn't just simply writing, but there was something so illustrative about the whole thing. You know, when you say baby carrot, you want people to feel it, not just hear it. Exactly. And, you want to be so able yeah. to
1: smell the baby carrot.
0: Yeah, that was at least, yeah, probably four hours of our scripting this week that's just how it goes so moving moving to the last bullet on my scripts and the point that I was getting to is uh, the, the whole technology stack that you have I, I think I've identified my ideal lineup of technology for daily life that will optimize my happiness and it is a desktop computer that is upstairs and kind of hard to get to where I have to have intent to go Get on it and do something. Uh, but at the same time, if I'm up there doing something, I'm away from all the noise of the the house. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is the phone, for the calendar and the uh, and the communications. But I I keep the uh, the internet browser and all that off of it. And number three is a notebook, and this is a great technology a notebook and a pencil and that's all you need that's kind of my go-to yeah i I was really contemplating getting an ipad or uh uh, something to supplement something between my phone and my desktop computer but uh sometimes you just got to realize that man paper is like super versatile and there's just no better way to like pour out thoughts and get to something couldn't
1: good. couldn't agree more yep agreed I still haven't found my perfect happy medium for technology yet um, yeah I'm not sure so you don't you don't but have an I
0: ideal, ideal I think a deal
1: technology stack I don't think so I mean I wish I think it depends it depends um, personally I'm into doing all these like digital marketing projects on the side and that sort of thing so I, I like to use the desktop computer as often as I can uh, for that stuff, working on websites and all that, all that jazz. So
0: productivity, productivity sequence pimp.
1: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I don't know. I like to use the desktop computer for you know mainly browser-based things, or if I need to use Photoshop to touch up a Facebook pic- kidding. If you need to make the baby carrot a little more orange the ipad i've actually found the i i have an ipad mini that i bought a few years ago uh (gasps) i i found that really the only time i use it i use it as a as a uh an audio player uh you know a, a song player oh uh when i'm like when i'm Let's say it's a Saturday, I'm I just feel like lounging around or taking a shower or whatever. I'll have this I have this JBL Bluetooth speaker that's, that's you know wirelessly hooked to the iPad. Yeah. I turn that on, turn on some tunes on that iPad, then I can take the speaker around anywhere. Uh, it's it's nice to have that that capability. But that yeah. could easily be done with the phone too.
0: Or a radio.
1: That's true, but with a radio, you can't choose what you're gonna play.
0: But may I say that that is? Uh, I, I recently bought a, a boombox um, for an unrelated reason, um, but it's a, it's just an old old one that I picked up at a pawn shop. Uh, but can I say that that's a virtue because you can pick your station, but you can't pick the songs. But you gotta imagine that like if you're on the internet all day and you're visiting different sites and choosing different pieces of content to absorb, and then you're listening to music at the same time and you're like constantly changing playlists and like adding songs to your queue that you are making like every, every single thing in there is a decision and like this has to add up, right? You're getting decision fatigue throughout the day. And so the, the more that you can minimize that, like the more things that you can have that are just like power button on power button off simplifies simplifies life a little bit.
1: That's a great point. In fact, sometimes when when I'm setting up my, uh, you know, when I'm when I'm hitting play on the iPad, I'll I'll turn it on to shuffle on on like you know the, my favorite playlist that I've created, like an alternative playlist, just my style of yeah, a playlist consisting of like three hundred songs that are like some K-pop of my favorites
0: anime uh, <laughs> anime uh, exactly what's, what's the what's the you know title songs from animes
1: <laughs> stuff right. stuff you're really into yes yes that is exactly what i meant into poka so that stuff <laughs> epoka so i'll hit play and i'll i'll have it turned on shuffle mode i'll know that uh i c- i can hit you know next track and I can see what track it's going to play next, uh, but then I hit back and go back to the previous track. You can do this and see what's in the queue of shuffle mode. Yeah. Well, at that point, I, I become a little biased. I I say oh, I don't really want to hear that song next. Uh, let's Let's start over and try try again. See if yeah. shuffle mode gets it right this time. But that's not really the point of shuffle mode. No,
0: you 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 again. You're manufacturing the experience. It's like touching up your photo. You're just doing it in real time. Yeah. To like yeah, all this is like uh, I think we talked about this last week about trying to like be as efficient and like optimize every little piece of your life, and it just it becomes your life. Ugh. It does.
1: <laughs> Bless you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really threw up on the floor. Did you? No. <laughs> I'm 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 really good at making those kinds of sounds. (laughs) That was too good. It's a talent. It is a, um, a talent for which there is no paycheck.